Hey, this is Steve Bobson, and you are tuned into My Turning Point, where this week we're joined by the Deftones Chino Moreno to talk about the band's new album, his love of beer, and much more. Always fun to chat with Chino. Hope you enjoy this one as much as we did. Northern Oregon is a, is, is a, a fascinating and uh, compelling and frightening place to be right now. How is it's, it up it's, there? It's definitely, uh, it's definitely polarized up here, you know, um, going on i mean you know heavily right now especially um i'm actually you know probably eight, nine miles south of, of of actual downtown so not actually you know in the hot spot per se but but um yeah downtown right now it's it's it's, it's definitely you know it's heated i'll say yeah you know it's really funny the last interview we did and i, I blur all sense of time hold on i'm actually gonna call this up because i'm really curious on this now we spoke about the fact too that at that point you had never really been comfortable, understandably, in speaking about political stuff. But mm -hmm. the last time we spoke was the first time you said that you felt sort of compelled to think about speaking out because of the way things were going. And I won't ask you to get into a long political conversation now, but I am curious if that's something that as you know, things have evolved, just in not your particular politics, but it is something you think about speaking out more or you've gotten more involved in speaking out. You know what? Um, <clears throat> Paying attention to, yes, speaking out, you know, I still don't feel, especially through music. I mean, um, <clears throat> those two things are, I still kind of very much separate, you know. Um, um, music to me is, 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 you know, I know this may sound like a cop out as well too, but, but like, honestly, like it's sort of an escape from like the bullshit that, that surrounds us, you know, every second of the day, um, you know, especially through television or social media or whatever. So, so, um, you know, if I'm going to get on my computer or, you know, go whatever, I'm going to go like, look at fucking music sites or like, go like research some shit that like is that like actually brings joy to me. You know what I mean? Um, politics do not bring any joy to me, whatever. Um, do I have opinions here and there? Yes, I do. But so does everybody, you know what I'm saying? So, um, my, my frustration is more or less just like the barking, like back and forth. It's like everybody's, the fact that everybody does have an opinion, everybody's right. And, you know, the reality of it is that like, you know, choosing sides and like aligning yourself with, with like one, one side or another side, whatever. It just like, it sort of like limits people from just like, really just like think for every specific uh, issue, you know, having an opinion just on that issue, which is, which is fine. You should be able to do that and have that. But like this whole, just like I'm, I'm this or I'm that. And like, it's it's tired. It's tiring. You know, I think it is for a lot of people too. Yeah, no, I totally get it. And now I found it actually. It was it was in 2017 when you did the tours with Rise Against and Thrice, and we did okay. a Billboard piece with all three of them with with you and Tim and Dustin. And we okay. spoke about you know the point of having you know how you were saying it was great that you have Tim on there to sort of speak about that because you know that was the beginning of the craziness where we were kind of just figuring out how fucking nuts things were going to be under this psychopath, you know? Yeah, for sure. So that, that was, I was just curious about it, but it's all good. So we're going to come on to the new album in a second, which is awesome. And you know, right. I've actually listened to it all the way through. And, you know, so I'm really okay. curious as to sort of your turning point moment, a moment for you that you feel like really sort of led you to where you are here today. And of course I always explain with the caveat that look, everybody has a million turning point moments. There's not just one. I mean, if I try to go back far, as far as like, a, you know, in my music career where I sort of felt like um, was probably, I mean, you know, even 
you know, I was falsely, I, I was in some, some, some falsehood of like belief where when we got a record deal, like that was like, like, oh, wow, we made it and great and blah, blah, whatever. And, and, and realize that like, like it's basically like starting over and like now you have to sort of prove yourself to you know the people outside of your hometown and you know and to the world and 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 to the you know the the record labels and the you know like everybody who's sort of in charge you know what i mean so it's like it's it's kind of like 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 you're just like you're once again you're you're you know you're just a small fish in a huge pond back then so so, so beyond that, I mean, I, I, I still, I felt successful, but not, I guess maybe not in, 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 uh, I, I was proud of, I think of, of, of the fact that we were able to get that far, but still, you know, wasn't really happy with the first record. I always thought that like, that it made a better record and, but, but we got to do our second record and I just, I kind of had like this breakthrough moment where it's just like, like, uh, okay, we have the chance now, like, you know, you, you always say those stories of, of, of that sort of slump. And I didn't see that at all. I, I thought like, well, I have the opportunity now to actually like, to do like anything I want. Like, like, like the fact that we, that we put that first record out that I didn't think was that great. And, and it was successful enough to where they, they want, they, they allowed us to make another record. I was like, well, then we're just going to like, I'm just going to like go all out and just really just like like live like live this record like completely and um and you know i was probably it was 1997 i think then so i was still pretty young and, and just like spirit on 20 like you know just like like living life like crazy like but like um like and, and it's it just like making that record and then like i honestly just like i felt like this is what this is like best opportunity that i've ever had in my life is able to just like be creative and not be worried if people are going to like it or not but just like you know follow instincts and just do that so um i don't know I, I just i just always look back at that time in my life that it was like probably like just a highlight for me that, that like you know where where i was able to still sort of live like a live like a kid like a teenager in a way you know what i mean but um um although i was a young adult at the time um and, and, and be creative. It was just like, a, you know, probably one of the, the, the highlights, I think, in, of my life, I can say, looking back. Well, it's so funny because, you know, one of the things that's always interesting to me, and I like what, you know, is when I talk with these people or when I talk with everybody, you know, we talk about how those moments tie into where you are now. And it's funny because then talk about how you bring that, you know, mentality, that sort of understanding of, of the appreciation for where you are to have the creativity to do this and have the freedom to be creative. And how you then bring it into your music today and, and just, you know, appreciating the opportunity to, to you know, 23 years after that, you know, still yes. make music and all that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it, I, 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 you know, I think when you're to, to appreciate that, to, you know, when you look, when you step back, I guess for a second and able to like, look at the opportunity. Yeah. I mean, for sure. When we went to go to go, you go make this record. That's, you know, it's something that hits you again. It's like, wow. I'm, I'm, I have this opportunity again, you know, um, and not, not so much now that it's given by the record labels or whatever. I mean, you know, if we want to put out our own records, we could, but more or less that we have people who are still, you know, curious, like what we're going to put out, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like no one can care, you know what I mean? And, and so that's something I think about. It's like, wow, there's people that are still wondering or are, are curious, like what our output's going to be, you know, when we get together and, and, 
you know, and I'm curious too. Shit, I I, I don't know what's going to happen when we're going to make a record. Um, we don't, you know, our uh, idea is to is to try to expand on you know everything we've done together since we since our inception. So, um, but you know, who knows what that's going to look like? And um, so that's kind of like the you know it's it's kind of the fun part too because it's you know it's sort of like the the you know it's kind of murky like what what's what's gonna what's gonna happen um and so the, the so the biggest thing i think we try to achieve is just like i mean obviously one have fun together doing it but um but also like everybody like equally feeling the same sort of excitement about it you know what i mean so it's interesting then for you you know well take me through the songs on alms where you had that feeling as a band of you do everything you write a song together and you walk away with that satisfaction of, you know, like, cause look, I mean, as I talk about bands all the time, you always of course want to do your best, but there are still moments that you're just happier with it at there's, you know, because it's like, you know, as a band, mm-hmm. you're never, as an artist, you're never a hundred percent satisfied. You are never mm-hmm. completely like, Oh my God, we've now hit upon this because if so, mm-hmm. then there's no point in making more music. Yeah. And, and not only that, but, but you always, you know, are skeptical of like, did I, did I try everything that I, that I could have tried or, you know, this or that, whatever. And, um, you know, specifically, you know, I'd say on this record, um, the, the very first song on the record, Genesis, um, when, um, we had written the, you know, we'd written it musically. And to me, like right away, I got a feeling like, okay, this is, this is great because it has, you know, a lot of the elements of, you know, uh, and, it, and it happened organically as we were writing it, but like it has all these elements of, of what it is, that in my opinion you know people like about our band it has those, those dynamics it has those aggressive moments it has you know you know lush sort of uh a bridge and and, and vocal breaks and, and things that sort of like uh, you know are 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 uh just just a myriad of 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 of, of these different sort of textures that that i think that we've we've brought in the past and and uh but to have all those kind of things happen in one three and a half four minute song is is awesome when that when we achieve that without that being you know with the, without us talking about it or or making sure that we do it but it just happens so it's more of an organic experience so so but so musically I was stoked I was like yes you know like this is going to be great and uh, and I went and I recorded a vocal so it was the first thing I recorded for um, vocally on the record and I recorded a vocal I wrote the words sang it in the studio that was good put it aside. Did the next song, next song, next, you know, I was working on the record and maybe a, f- uh, a couple weeks, few weeks later, actually it was, it was probably maybe a couple months later, I want to say, um, I was listening to it and I just like, I was at home actually. And I was like, um, fuck, I want to like really approach this like from a whole different, different place. So I, um, I went down to my studio at my, at my house and I just like, um, I just sort of like totally started the song like like it was my first time hearing it but from a completely different um mindset and 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 and, and it was just like you know uh being able to look at it from a different angle and i and i rewrote the whole you know the, the cadence the the melodies the lyrics everything just like like a whole brand new song whatever and um it was crazy it was like it was like like i thought would have just i was cool with what was there but when I, when I took the time and just like to like, to do that, it, it, it like, it was like, wow, like, you know, just doing that due diligence of like, like trying to approach from a different angle was just like, it was awesome. It just felt great. And it felt like, 
and I knew right away as soon as I, I, I laid that vocal down, like, this is, this is it. Like, this is what the song was calling for. You know what I mean? Um, even, even though, even though the words, I mean, they, they, they rang true way, way more true to exactly what, you know, where my head was at and where, you know, the, the, the uh, we, as a band we were at, you know what I mean? So, uh, so yeah, th- those kind of things, like when they happen, it's a trip, you know? Um, and, uh, it was good, I think, because we didn't have so much time restrictions on this record either. It's like we, you know, we're it's a, a, some of our other records. It's like we got to get this done. We got to get this done. This was like let's, uh, you know, we don't really have to put out a record for the sake of putting out a record. You know, I mean, we should put something out once, like where everybody's like fully, like you know, engaged in the process, and and that's when it ha- that's what happened, man. And I think that's what we hope for more than anything when we're making records. So it's interesting. At what point in this did you know that you were making a record? At what point in this did you realize, like, okay, cool, you know, this is coming together as ohms? Um, I mean, pretty later on. I mean, I, I want to say even after we were already in the studio recording. Um, you know, we went in the studio more or less, like, just by knowing, okay, we have eleven songs or twelve. You know, I think we had like, no, maybe we had ten songs. So okay, we had ten songs. That's probably enough. Maybe we can write something else in the studio. You know here or there and um so just like knowing that we had enough songs like you know it's crazy some that some bands to me like it, it, it boggles me how they write so many fucking songs like some <laughs> some you know some our contemporaries and they'll, they'll go into the studio with like 30 40 songs and then like whittle it down i'm just like how the fuck do you guys write so many songs <laughs> like, like you know what i mean like like literally we go into the studio with like what we have and sometimes less so the, so we went in and started recording you know just the basic tracks um with 10 songs and then we wrote two songs in the studio and we kept one of them and then one of the earlier ones that we wrote we got rid of so now there's only 10 songs in the record but so it's like it's pretty much like what you know um but it wasn't till to answer your question it wasn't till you know shit towards the end of of the of the recording process where things start to sort of reveal themselves and make sense you know um um they definitely didn't go on to make this record with like a preconceived idea of what, what what the hell we were doing um we rarely ever do but um especially this time i think the like um, what i was what i was talking about earlier is like like i think the main goal was just to to make sure that everybody was like fully you know immersed in the in the in the, in the project itself and excited about it and when, when when that was there i mean that felt i mean that that felt like we're you know we're we're onto something, but but to see it like start to take shape as ohms, you know, on, honestly that was like you know later on in the in the process. Well, you know, it's so interesting too because I know that this was the you know this was look, man. I mean, this year has been weird as fuck for everyone, and you guys yep. had stuff that you had planned for the twentieth anniversary of White Pony, and you know it's such an interesting thing because as I talk about with artists, like I was actually just interviewing this morning uh, Matt Fink who played in Prince's band. And for the sign uh-huh. of the times box set. And as we were talking about, artists in general don't look back. They just don't. You know, there's no interest in it unless it's like an anniversary or retrospective, one of those mm-hmm. things. But so mm-hmm. it's interesting for you looking back on White Pony and putting together the, um, you know, Black Stallion Companion. I'm curious, do you think, like, I mean, did it come in and sort of influence you a little bit in terms of the... Um, what am I trying to say? <laughs> Try, it influenced the music, going back and looking at the stuff you had done 20 years ago. And obviously that was such a landmark, successful album for you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you know, the, the interesting part about that is that we actually had the idea back then. Um, 
we had actually, um, you know, that record itself, I, I want to say was we were as a band collectively, like, like, like very influenced by the music of, of the, uh, the, the electronic music, I guess you could say, um, the breakbeat stuff, like sort of even trip hop, uh, stylings of just like drum forward, like beat, uh, driven music, um, for the likes of like DJ shadow and, and stuff like that, like back in the, the, uh, the early to, or, you know, late nineties, early two thousands. So, so, uh, when we made that record, th those were some of the heavy influence we were drawing on. If you listen to White Pony now, you can kind of hear how it's more of a drum forward record for, in a lot of places. Um, from Digital Bath to RX Queen, you know, certain songs that are like the drums are pretty much like the in the forefront, even you know the mix. Even. So, um, but yeah, we had to come up with that idea back then. Um, it, we were like, uh, we, I remember we we actually hit up DJ Shadow. We or we ran into him at a club or something. I remember me and Frank and. And we were like, yo, we're making this record right now. We want you to remix it. And he's like, oh, you know, he didn't know, know anything about us. And we hadn't even finished the record yet. So we didn't know what the fuck we were talking about. But, but, uh, but we, but like, we had just had this, this idea. And um, obviously it didn't happen. But um, when we were going to do this, you know, put out the, they talked about doing something special for the 20th anniversary of, of the record. Um, being, like I said earlier, we don't have any fucking extra songs ever when we go in the studio. Like there was really nothing we can add to like, make it sort of a special, I don't know, thing other than changing the artwork or whatever, which is, you know, not really that exciting. Um, so that idea came up again to, to get him to remix it. And uh, um, so I hit him up and he was just like, you know, I told him sort of about like the idea, you know, you remember when I, we, we hit you up a long time ago or whatever about this? I was like, I was like, what do you think about doing it now? Like 20 years later and um, being that it's a lot, it'd be a lot of work, I think, just for him to take on by himself, considering it's, you know, for him to remix a whole record. Um, he was, he was, uh, you know, I don't, I'm not sure he wanted to take on, you know, that, that whole responsibility. Um, but he, he definitely wanted to be involved. So, so with him, along with a lot of other, um, musicians and remixers and producers, people who, who inspired us back then, 20 years ago, and still to this day, are, you know, some newer artists and older artists, um, we've compiled this like wish list of people and, you know, the majority of those people were like wanting to take part in it. And not only that, but like we're familiar with the record and, you know, and, uh, and it, it, it really something that, that we're really proud of. I mean, it's kind of a, you know, a self-indulgent project because it's like, you know, it's not, you know, a lot of the, the remixers aren't just like your typical, you know, remixers of today, but, but, uh, but, uh, it's very special to us because I think it really connects well with, 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 you know, that, that uh that batch of songs what's well, interesting did you find that those songs influenced in any way alms because again you were revisiting them you were looking back at them you were sort of you know like you know just again because my my guess is from speaking with so many artists it's not like you sit around and just blast white pony at home for fun yeah you're right um but i mean uh you know, I couldn't really just say that that completely. I mean, I, honestly, I think like everything that we're listening to, you know, or that, that we're surrounding ourselves with at the time, you know, takes influence on on you know on the on this record. So I couldn't just say particularly that, but but perhaps, you know, you know, reminiscing on and listening to it, possibly there, you know, there there could be connections there. I think it's. I mean, obviously, well, I guess that's all I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> that's all good I, i'm curious too let's let's bring this on to you know 
like, um, you know, 2021, 2022, whenever the fuck it is that people are actually able to tour again, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, songs that you are particularly excited from Ohms to bring to the stage. I think one that jumped out at me on first listen, and of course, you know, it changes all the time with like, when you listen to the albums all the way through, when you actually listen to complete works, mm-hmm. you know, you, you gravitate to certain songs and it'll evolve over time. But I really mm-hmm. loved Chalk. Sorry, my dog's barking. I really loved Pompeii. That was one that really, like that mix right in the middle of Spell of Mathematics, Pompeii, This Link is Dead. Yeah. Pompeii yeah. in particular. I kind of felt a little bit of a Pumpkins vibe on that. And maybe that's funny just because I'm, you know, a big Pumpkins fan and have spent a lot of time talking to Billy. Maybe it's like my projecting mm-hmm. on there. But I know that you're mm-hmm. friends and are fans. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that influence has come through. I, I felt like there's a couple of little things, even like vocals on other songs that I hear. And I go, well, that's a little Billy right there. Um, you know, he's always been an influence on me, but, you know, as a guitar player, um, as a vocalist, you know, um, always been one of my favorites, um, you know, dynamically what he does with his voice and with his, and with his guitar playing, you know, um, has always been, especially, I mean, his guitar playing look where I wrote that song pretty much um, solely, I mean, from, I demoed it out, like all on the guitar and, and everything, uh, you know, um, obviously didn't write the drums or the... <clears throat> Not the bass lines, but um, but the guitar, like you know, from beginning to end, I had the whole format and kind of demoed out. And uh, I use I write a lot of stuff like that. When I pick up my guitar, uh, it's 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 pretty it's pretty obvious that like those are my influences. I mean, I, I learned how to play guitar by by playing along with Pumpkins Records and you know um, Jane's Addiction Records. I mean, him and Dave Navarro, like it's like the I think the lushness of their guitar playing and the the chords that they choose. Ever sort of like embedded in me so like when i pick up the guitar i i just i naturally go like that's where my fingers go it's just it's just i don't yeah you know, i can't i can't break away <laughs> it's hard for me to break <laughs> away from that so so uh so yeah that definitely influences you know is is is, is definitely uh, you know it's probably there um but yeah i mean it's kind of one of my i, I love that uh what how you spoke of the transitions between those three songs too because i really feel like it goes somewhere like um um <clears throat> that song is pretty sad i mean um it's a pretty desolate song and pretty um uh, at the time when i wrote it i was feeling pretty isolated and this was even before you know pre pre-covid all this shit whatever um but i think uh, you know that that um that, that desolate sort of feeling was was uh sort of pouring through me at the time and um it's weird now that, you know, probably a lot of people can probably identify to that, you know, since the whole, you know, most of the world has been isolated. Besides a few assholes that are out running around coughing on people. Um, <clears throat> you know, most people have been dealing with this shit, you know, like uh, feelings of isolation. And that song, and you know, uh, has that desperate sort of feeling, you know, those, that vibe that, you know, that, that goes in and out of it. Yeah, no, it's interesting. I mean, it is funny how you sort of project stuff. I mean, I got to once spend an amazing day in Pompeii. It was actually right after 9-11. So we were like the only Americans. We were literally, my my wife and I at the time, we were literally the only two people there. So of course I gravitated to that song because Mm -hmm. it brings back such amazing memories. So unfortunately too, we're going to have to wrap up in a minute. And I want to ask you about, you know, it's funny because there's a million things. And, you know, since we have spoken in the past, we did the Forbes piece on, on your beer, you know, so now it's like, it's funny how that's, I remember when we did the piece on the first one and you were kind mm-hmm. of, you know, amazed at how it took off. And so now look, there's a White Pony 20th anniversary beer. As I understand, there's another one coming out for Ohms. 
I, I mean, it's funny. Like, how's it become, you know, just part of the Deftones process when you make a record? There's, you know, a companion beer that goes with it. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not something that, you know, that, that we, that I guess, um, it's not really as a collaborative thing with, between the band member where the, where the music is a lot more of a co collaborative, you know, thing to do. Um, the beer, I, I sort of kind of take charge on that. Um, I just, I fucking love beer and I, and I, <laughs> I you know what I mean? Like I, 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 I probably know most, most about it, um, between the five of us. So, um. So, so, so yeah, it's, to me, that's, a, it's a lot easier because it's just like, Hey, this, I'm just going to design something that I like or, you know, around, around flavor profiles that I like. And I don't have to really compromise with, you know, with, with the other dudes on that one. They sort of trust me on that one. So it's a little different as far as the music goes, but yeah, it's, it's definitely fun. And it definitely, it's neat that we have the opportunity to do that, you know, and, and marry these beers with, you know, with the music in some way. And it's, uh, yeah, it's definitely a pleasure and fun for me. I right, dude, I'm gonna put you on the spot, and then I'll let you go. What What's like the perfect companion food? Like, if you're making a dinner, uh -huh. what is the perfect dinner? Okay, wait, the perfect dinner and the perfect album to go with the white pony beer. Ooh, that is putting me on the spot. Um, wow. I mean, this may sound like a cop out, but like beer and tacos always are good. Beer and tacos go hand in hand. So does beer and pizza. So does beer. All the shit that's bad for you. Beer and wings. All the shit that's all the all the shit that's bad for you. <clears throat> but uh, but uh, yeah. I mean, uh, that's that's a that's a tough one. If I wanted to think of something that's like you know a little bit more highbrow. Um, let's see. Um, the other day, the first time I actually uh got because I just actually got a uh it, it sent to me a pallet sent to me at my house. So my wife. Chilled, chilled me out the other day and we had it and we had it actually it was really good we had it with um we had uh chicken uh size skewers uh made sort of in um you know with tzatziki style um yellow rice and squash which was really nice so it was kind of like a mediterranean type of you know feel to it whatever but um that i would say that that that, that was that was one of the best dinners i had this last week all right, now, yeah, now, now just for fun. Yep. Not White Pony, because, you know, that's the too obvious one. So what's yeah. a record from another artist that goes with the beer and the chicken skewers? Holy shit. The perfect background uh, album for this. Wow, that goes with the, that goes with the beer? A yeah, and like, yeah, like that just fits the vibe of what you're talking about. I think any Mediterranean food, like we're super, like uh, as a band, um, like after show food when we get, we're, we're straight up, like we love Mediterranean food. So Mediterranean food is like always on the top sort of, sort of tier, I guess, of like, like foods that I will, that I will be down with. So that, um, with the beer and a record. So, um, so what's the shit. record though that goes with this? Yeah. From someone else. Okay. Um, that's a tough one. Um, fuck. I don't know why I'm going blank right now. Um, let's see. Well, if you can't think of a record, then what's like the, the background show to watch at that time? Like what's the, I don't know what you've been watching or if there's a movie or TV show that's your go-to, that would be like the perfect thing to, to, you know, when you're sitting chilling with the beer and eating your dinner, yeah. that's like the perfect background, you know, sort of thing to watch. Hmm. 
probably have a better chance answering it with music. Okay. Um, and I want to pick something that makes sense. Um, like this morning, I was I was listening to a Braxis by uh, by uh, Carlos Santana, um, but that doesn't really go with the uh, with the Mediterranean food. Um, let me <laughs> let me say the uh, the Bill Evans trio uh, live at the Vanguard uh, record. Nice. Okay. Cool. What do you want to add? I didn't ask you about because I know we got to wrap up. Is there anything that you want to touch upon that we left out? No, not really, man. I just uh, uh, just enjoy talking to you. It's cool. Just out for a walk. So uh, just just getting back to the crib. So it's worked the perfect timing. All right, cool, man. Always good catching up. And uh, yeah, hopefully we'll get to actually see this music live in a year or something. I hope so too, man. All right, cool. Take it easy. Thanks. Right on. Nice talking to you as well. Hey, this is Steve Balton, and you have been tuned in to My Turning Point with Chino Moreno. Hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. Thanks. If you're a parent with cancer, you're probably worried that your child is feeling scared, sad, or alone, when all you want is for them to just feel like a kid. Camp Kesem is a free week-long overnight camp for children ages 6 to 18 who have a parent facing cancer and was created for kids like yours to have a joyful and empowering summer. Kids have a blast together enjoying camp activities, surrounded by a compassionate community of friends. Register your child for a free life-changing adventure at kesem.org slash camp. Sometimes you need to take control to make a difference. That's why with FlexPath from Capella University, you're in control. Set your own deadlines and leverage your experience to move at a pace that works for you. Discover a different way forward at capella.edu. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.